Welcome to the Fantasy A-League podcast, round 23. My name is Cody and Jake, what's going on? Well, I am not sitting in the same room as you. Um, quarantine at home, yeah, quarantine. So, well, not really, but uh, on this occasion, this is the only time it's going to work. So, um, yeah, just looking at my computer screen. But you're in at work. I'm working from home this week. Uh, we missed last week's podcast, round 22. I had a baby... Oh, a week and a bit ago, a week and a half ago, so I didn't work last week, but I'm working from home, so we're back on board, and geez, it's a crazy time um, to be following the A-League, Jake, or well, pretty much well, a crazy time to be alive. Yeah, we're back in board just in time for um, potentially, you know, having to rush through these the rest of the season, if not have it, um, you know, binned all together. Yeah, we'll get into this, obviously, but I'm thinking if you've got uh, trades up your sleeve, uh, it's going to come into you know big advantage towards these last rounds because even just a lot, I jumped on Twitter half an hour ago and they're looking at um, perhaps condensing the season uh, just to be played in Sydney and Melbourne or games from now on obviously with no no fans um, but and it's going to be sort of rushed through which means the game weeks in terms of fantasy uh, is could be getting a bit crazy with teams doubling up or missing rounds and mm-hmm. i think already victory and wellington won't be taking part in the next two rounds i believe that's what it sounds like yep yeah so if you got those players so yeah it's all going to be a bit crazy from here on out so i predict some probably some low scores throughout fantasy particularly if you don't have any trades left but um, potentially some high scores when you see some some teams play two two games in in one week sort of thing. So it's going to be interesting. Jake, how many? There's this will be week twenty round twenty four. There's twenty nine rounds. Is that right in fantasy? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, so still still a little way to go. But anyways, I to be honest, Jake, I didn't watch any A League uh, the weekend. Gone. Did you catch any? Apart from uh, like the highlights I, and whatnot? Yeah, only little bits and pieces. I uh, followed along with the scores, so I can't talk too much to the gameplay, but I've read um, kind of a bit of summary of most of the games. Yeah, no worries. Okay, well, we'll we'll get into it anyway. My double chock award, I know, don't know if you did yours, Jake, but mine just go to the Brisbane Raw. I mean, technically we are Brisbane supporters. Well, we were there on, <laughs> game, game, on round one back in 20... What what year did it start? I can't even remember. Uh, 2005. Five, yeah. Um, we were there at game one and we've been Brisbane supporter or Queensland Raw supporters since the start. We sort of obviously our, our interest has waned a little over the previous years. But Jake, would you believe, I don't know, a month ago that uh, Brisbane will be sitting in fourth ahead of Perth Glory? No chance. Um, yeah. And we've doubled up because this is my um, double chalk award as well, Brisbane Raw. Um, I think, I mean, they lost to Sydney a few weeks ago, uh, but other than that, I think they're undefeated. I'm pretty sure they're undefeated at home in 2020, which obviously we're only halfway through March. But um, yeah, they've gone on, on quite a good run. And as you say, Perth's done the opposite. I can't believe that they're down in fifth. Yeah, and maybe um, undefeated at home, Jacob, might be that way to the end of the season if they have to play all their games down south. Well, that's true, yep. Um, Jake, my Salted Caramel Award um, goes to sort of the Victory Knicks and their situation. I mean, it's no one's to, fault, to blame really, but it just sort of sucks that um, this has happened and I'm not exactly sure what happened, but you saw, you might have seen Toivonen tweeting and unsure of what was going on in terms of their flight on, their game was on Sunday evening and then flying back into the country with quarantine and all this uh, missing two weeks of football. Um, again, it's sort of... Um, it's it's not too bad when you put things into perspective of what's ha- happening around the world, but 
yeah, it kind of sucks in terms of, um, yeah, now they have to miss two games of football and, and potentially, you know, I suppose for the, for victory, it's not that important. Their sort of, their season, you could pretty much say is over in terms of making finals. But the Knicks, you know, they're, they're right on form and they may, it's looking like they'll have to be based out of Sydney from now on. And um, yeah, crazy times. Mm. Well, I mean, the good news for Wellington I, is, well, at least what I read, they're allowed to train in um, their self-isolation period. Okay. Um, so, you know, at least they're not sitting in a hotel room for two weeks, but, um, you know, it's not the same as, as playing. Uh, my Salt of Caramel, it was very similar. I said Melbourne victory from a results point of view. Um, they're sitting now in 10th, lost 3-0 on the weekend um, to the Phoenix. They lost 4-1 the week before that to Sydney. They've just been, you know, bang average the whole whole season, really. Um, mm. You and I both had them in the, our top three in terms of our predictions, so um, yeah, Melbourne victory quite poor on the field, and, and as you say, I mean they they left the country with what they thought was an assurance that they'd be able to come back with no issues from New Zealand, and in the time that they were over there, everything changed, and obviously they they got stuck, and now they're in that fourteen day self isolation, which is as you say not ideal. And Jake, they've played an extra game, the Newcastle and Western Sydney Wanderers, who are the two teams just above them. And those two teams are actually starting to, well, especially Newcastle, look quite good. So I think Newcastle are unbeaten in five games now. So um, I, I can't, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they ended up in 10th. In uh, I don't think they're in danger of Central Coast catching them. They're seven points behind and, and haven't won in a long time. So, But yeah, I'm pretty sure they'll be finishing second bottom unless they can really uh, turn their form around. Yeah, it's not looking good. And they have, I think they have, I mean, obviously this will all change or could all change, but they had the buy in in round 29 right at the end. So that might be when they play a catch-up game. But they do play Central Coast as well. So there might be, you could either look at it as three easy points or three points almost guaranteed for them or a chance for the Mariners to catch up. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's any easy games, even when you play Central Coast Mariners. I mean, Brisbane only just um, got by 1-0, so um, they're certainly capable of taking points off teams. So, Jake, let's move into how the weekend went. So the week before, actually, I, I do want to mention this. I won the cookies. I, I won the week before, So and Cam came last. And then this week, it's happened again, exact same. So I, I did mm-hmm. win this round and Cam came last. I got 122 points. Jake, you got 108 um, yep. And I'm sure we'll hear you about you complaining about leaving Matt Miller on the bench. Um, <laughs> Russ got 96 and Cam 62, so not a great week from Cam. Jake, but how, how about this? The TBO fan pick team, 134. They're in a rich vein of form. I think they yeah. won last week too. Yeah, they've done very well a couple of weeks in a row. Yeah, they're up- the right captain, I think it is. Yeah, and they're up to six um, in the in our group, in the TPO group as well. So, they, in terms of the standings, Jake, you're still. Oh no, you're not. You're in second now, aren't you? I'm in Coast? second. Yeah, yeah. Liam actually um, overtook From me boring. last week. Yeah. Um, and then this week he's had another good week, so he's pulled a little bit further away. Unfortunately for yeah. me, you'd love to see it, especially if the season. I don't think it'll be scrapped, but oh, who knows? If it does, Jake, you, you're going to end up in second. So, um, <laughs> Liam from Moran United, who we had on, was it? The two weeks ago, I think now on the podcast. Yep. So, um, Jake, I'm in the third. So I told you I'd be I'd be up there, and I, I think I was in third last week as well. I can't actually remember. It's all been a bit of a blur, but um, I, I'm telling you, I, I come back. You reckon Cody you're going to catch me, season. Cody? Well, I think I'm seventy three point seventy three. Oh no, ninety. 93 points behind. It's it's a long it's a long jump, Jake. But the last two weeks, I think I've gained about 50 or 60 points on you. So it's definitely doable. Um, I mean, the thing that I've that you realise now is it really comes down to getting 
Like if you get your captain choice right and the closest people to you don't, then you've got a huge advantage. Having said that, I think you didn't do well with your captain this week and yet you still had a very good week. So, um, yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, uh, Liam first, I'm se- uh, you're second and I'm third. Where Russ is in 14th, so he's still doing well. As I mentioned, TPO ranking team in six and Cam is in 70th. Jake, the eliminator. I know you don't care because you've been gone and Russ is gone and Cam is gone. I'm also gone. I lost. Lost this week. Yeah, I got 122. My opponent, 128. So they got me by oh, six points. Ouch. So I'm gone, skis. Um, but the TPO fan pick team, they're still in. They're still doing there strong. Going strong. Okay. So um, they're the only ones Getting left closer. in terms of us. Um, so, Jake, going into the week, I had six trades. I didn't make any trades. Um, lucky because I'm going to need them from here on out, I think, as I mentioned. So six mm. trades to go. Uh, how how are you positioned? Did so you make I, any trades? I did make one. I made the one that I've been talking about for weeks. Uh, Mitch Duke out, Fornaroli in. Didn't really have any impact on my score this week because neither of those players did much. Um, I'm I'm not unhappy that I, I have a front three of Fornaroli, Lafondre and McLaren, but if I knew what was going to happen, I might have held off just to save that trade. Um, I've got seven to go, seven trades. So I'm probably sitting in about the same sort of spot as most people, I'm guessing. Um, but... I mean, we'll get into it next or this week coming towards the end. But um, just to mention it early, there's only three games, Cody, with Wellington, Phoenix, yeah. uh, Melbourne Victory, and then the Jets already had their buy. There's only six teams playing, and, and I've done a quick count, and I'm going to need to make at least two trades if I want a full team, and I'm sure I'm not going to be the only one. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Let's quickly run through the round review. So Brisbane beat Central Coast 1-0 at home. Sydney and Perth, which, um, you know, be a good game, you'd think. Nil all. I don't, I don't know what sort of the play was like and whatnot, but yeah, finished 0 0. City, Melbourne City hosted Western Sydney Wanderers, and that finished 1 all. Did you see that goal line clearance from Curtis Good Jake? Oh, that was, it was in um, the A League saves of the week. It was that good. Oh, okay. I mean, usually, Even though I don't know. He yeah, set it yeah. up. He, he, it was his mistake that sort of headed it through to Cox, but anyway. Yeah, that was a good one. Made himself look good. Um, and the Knicks, as we mentioned, spanked victory at home, 3-0. Man, the Knicks are just doing so well. Who would have predicted they'd be where they are right now um, going into the season? I think everyone had them down the bottom, if not bottom two or three. And they're sitting uh, one point behind Melbourne City in third, uh, and they've got a game in hand. So potentially, yeah, I, I, wouldn't it be great to see them win a grand final, albeit it'd probably be in Sydney or, or uh, with no fans. So that would yeah. be a bit upsetting. But anyway, um, and Adelaide v Jets. Jets looking great as well. Three zip. Yeah, uh, that's, away I mean, Adelaide, yeah, Adelaide's form's not been particularly good, but that still has surprised me a little bit. Um, and I, we kind of, you touched on it before, but I made a, a bet that Adelaide would do. Um, okay in this game I put McGreen to my team and left Petrados and Miller on the bench so I had those three players um, I had to pick one from and I picked McGree and that was uh, not a great decision oh well, that's uh, part of fantasy that's Jake. What happens. Getting, we have a couple of questions this week um, so Dan has asked are we going to be doing fantasy next year and Dan I think so at this point I've enjoyed it to be honest the, as I predicted the first half of the season was much more enjoyable in terms of interest and people getting involved in the Facebook group and then after Chris, during and after Christmas it died off as it always does with the A-League interest um, but yeah we'll see next year I've, I've sort of enjoyed it and our plan was to move on to uh, spending more time on MPL sort of an FFA Cup stuff um, with, around the TPO Rankings podcast. And obviously, we've got a, a good month off that. So we'll see how we go towards the start of the A-League season. That's sort of my thinking. Jake, what do you reckon? Yeah, I would have thought so. Um, 
I've probably, as you say, I'm, I'm one of those ones that usually drops away in terms of interest and um, I'm still here. So I, I think at the start you might have predicted I'm, that I wouldn't be and uh, here we are with only a handful of rounds to go. So, yeah, I think we'll go again. All right, cool. Um, Matt Heath has asked, is it time to start selling Knicks and victory players, Matt? Um, here's the thing. I, I think potentially if you really need to, if you've got the trades, you you might need to make a change or two across um, the next two weeks. But in saying that, they're going to have a few catch-up games, particularly, I mean, I'd get rid of your victory players anyway. They're probably um, rubbish. But if yep. you've got Davila, if you've got Maranovic, if you've got Kakache, Taylor, Devere, any Hooper, Ball from the Knicks, I don't know. It just depends how your team's shaping up because they will have all those catch-up games. Um, I think uh, Wellington have played I, yeah. only 20 as well. So they, they're going to have some games in quick succession. Well, um, Wellington were going to have two two games this week already, um, mm. and they've obviously missed those two, and they're going to miss next week. So all of those three games are going to have to be caught up. I, I think until we – I mean, I'm not sure what the draw looks like um, with the – you know, when these catch-up games are going to happen. I don't think that's been decided. But I would say the next handful of rounds are just going to be about fielding as many players as you can because um, mm. I think, like I said before, I need to make two trades if I want a full team. So I, I think – hold off on swapping players out if they're still playing um, and just focus on filling a full team. And if you've then got the luxury of extra trades up your sleeve and you're not not too worried, then maybe think about it. As you say, victory players, I wouldn't be against subbing them out, but Wellington, especially the likes of um, Davila potentially or Marinovic or you know some of those players who are Kakache scoring quite well at the moment, I'd be leaving them in because even if they're out the next two weeks, um, after that, there's going to be a round or possibly two rounds where they have double games. Yeah, the only downside, I suppose, is, well, not the only one, but a downside for the Knicks players is they will be playing all their games away from home now. Um, so I don't really know if that's going to affect them. You would imagine somehow it would, but um, sometimes it, it might produce the opposite result than you're expecting. So, yeah, it depends on how many trades you got left. But um, another strategy, Jake, and a question... I sort of my next question is, what what would be your strategy from here on out? Um, I guess it's day by day because the news is changing. And I did read on Twitter that they're looking to produce a, um, a draw soon, a fixture list soon for the rest of the season, and that will tell us a lot. But one strategy I thought is just to try and get as many players as you can playing um, from here on out, because irregardless of irrespective of, of how many trades you got left. Because what if it all shuts down in two weeks, you know? I mean, that's still a possibility at this stage. Yeah, I think so. That's that's essentially what I'm looking at. Get field as many players as I can, or at least make sure I've got 11 starting as much as I, you know, as often as I can. Um, and, well, at least that's my strategy for the next two weeks. With this round, as I said, only six teams playing. The round after that, it looks like there's going to be eight teams playing. Um, mm. But until we know when those catch-up games are or, you know, this accelerated fixture list how that all pans out um i'd just be trying to uh yeah keep as many players on the field and, and get points that way at least i suppose if you got the sydney and perth players they don't have to think about champions league for a while so um that was one caveat of owning a sydney or perth player um and victory i suppose yep. but um yeah so you don't really have to worry about their, them playing extra games and I would also just keep in mind which teams are going to have rounds with double points. Um, not that you should necessarily go out and chase those players, but like I said with Wellington, if you don't have to make a trade, I would like I'm I'm going to try to keep Davila 
Um, I'm not going to be in a hurry to get rid of him because I know he might miss two weeks, but after that he could be a, a good source of points. Um, also, yeah. any of the other teams like Brisbane, because they were going to play victory this week, not that I have Brisbane players, but um, you know, they're going to have a catch-up game in there somewhere as well. So there'll be a week or a round where they have two games. So just maybe try and keep track of which teams are going to have double rounds and, and maybe lean towards those a little more. All right, Jake. Um, and we certainly will, if we continue to do the podcast and everything, which we, we will aim to do via Skype most likely, but we'll try and keep um, you guys updated week to week. So when we know the fixture list, we'll obviously be talking about the relevant teams and players going in and, and who you should be doubling up on. But um, let's get into some stats, Jake. All right. So team of the week this round, um, it's a 3-4-3 formation. Um, possible score of 213, which is probably a little lower than some of the more recent weeks, but um, there were a couple of high-scoring players. So Matt Miller was the highest-scoring player. Um, I actually had, of these 11 players, Cody, I have three of them, um, and unfortunately, two of them were on the bench for me. So that sums up my week. But Matt Miller, um, three defenders, Kakache and Nigel Bogart. Um, goalkeeper was Liam Reddy. I skipped that. Um, and then the four across the midfield, Yugarkovic for Newcastle, uh, Davila for Phoenix, Brad Inman, Brisbane Raw, and Dimi Petrados for Newcastle. And then up front was Gary Hooper, Roy O'Donovan, and Scott McDonald. Um, the team of the year, because we didn't do this last week, I'm not sure what um, cha- – I can't remember what changes we talked about. So what I'll do is I'll just run through the team of the year mm-hmm. again because I don't think I've done that for a little bit. Um, it's still a 2 5 uh, three formations, so very attacking, attacker-heavy. Um, we've got Redmayne in goals. Your two defenders are Gillespie from Brisbane Raw and Ryan Grant from Sydney, and I think that's one of the changes because it, it had changed a few times. Mm-hmm. The midfielders are Davila, McGree, Dimi Petrados, uh, Castro, and Diamante, um, which is one of the changes as well. I think Halloran was in there previously. Yeah. And... The three up front, this I don't think has changed. McLaren, LaFondre, and Fornaroli. Although uh, Barisha is actually on the same points as Fornaroli, he's just more expensive. So that's kind of the tiebreaker when I look okay. at this is who's the cheaper player. So you could have any any of those four. In terms of prices, and I don't know whether this is as important anymore, Cody, because I don't know that people are chasing the money so much, but there are a couple that are going to go up a long way who are worth getting. Uh, one of them is Josh Risden, who's supposed to go up $100,000. So if you're after a defender, um, not a bad option, although I, I'm just going to have a quick look now. I don't think he's actually playing this week. Um, no, I'm wrong. He is one of the players playing, uh, one of the teams. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so he'd be a good choice. Um, some of the others there are Topo Stanley, uh, Matt Miller, Kakache, Nigel Bogard, all supposed to go up a little bit. Um Beyond that, most of the players are kind of in the around 20,000 mark, so I wouldn't get too excited. In terms of prices of players fall or the prices falling, I'm not going to give you any names because the list they've got here, I don't think is none of them are players that a lot of people have. Most of them actually aren't playing with the schedule changes and everything this week. So um, okay. I would, in this case, I'd just look at your own team and, and see what the break even is, but I don't think there's too much to worry about. What else do we want to know, Cody? Some of the, the most traded players is probably the, the more interesting one because mm-hmm. as all of this kind of scheduling news is filtering in, people are starting to trade out players from certain teams and, and all of the ones on this list, apart from one, I think, which I'll get to, is playing for a team that isn't um, or has a buy this week. So it's Riley McGree at the top. Uh, Davila is on the list, and that's, as we said, because they're, they've got two games out. Uh, there's four victory players, Twevenen, Traore, Kem Sober and Andrew Naboo. 
Uh, Halloran's on there, Marinovic from Phoenix, Mila Yuznic from Adelaide, and Dimi Petratos is actually on this one as well. And I'm I, I'm not sure, but it may be that uh, he's well, he's got a buy, but maybe his uh, break even's a little higher as well. Okay. Um, most traded in Castro, McLaren, Liam Reddy, Diamante, Harrison Delbridge. Uh, who else have we got? We've got Alex Grant from Perth, Luke Bratton, Ninkovic, and Josh Berlante. So, okay. Uh, that's what I got for you, Cody. Cool. Well, I sort of the next section I had was what trades we're looking to make. So, as I mentioned, I've got six trades. I've only got the five players out this week, Jake, and one of them's a keeper. So, really, four out, outfield players are out. Um, mm-hmm. I've got $72,000. So, not heaps, but all my players are fairly expensive. So, I could probably just trade down. Um, I was thinking of getting rid of Davila just because of the two weeks, but then. I've sort of convinced myself that maybe I'll just play with 10 players this week and hope that the season continues on and De Villa will double up in games later on because I, I just think he's he's too good to get rid of. Um, my other option is to get rid of someone like a Riley McGree who is playing in a rubbish team right now, but he can always sort of um, pop up for a goal. So it's, if I'm going to make a trade, it'll be De Villa or McGree out and I'm not sure who I'll get in, but it will have to be obviously price conscious. Yep. Well, I looking through my team, I've got uh, nine players or players who are in teams who are playing, assuming they actually start. Um, as you, same as you, Devilla. I'm not going to trade him. If I if I make trades, it'll be someone else. Um, I just think Devilla. He's one of those players. Given the catch up games, they're going to have to have in the the kind of next few weeks. Um, if you trade him out, you're going to want to trade him back in, and I don't think it's worth two trades. So I'm looking at probably similar to you, either McGree or Petrados, given both players aren't playing. Um, I've also got, you know, Matt Miller, but in in defence, but he's one of those ones on the uh, projected to go up in value when he does play. So and given he keeps scoring, I think I'll keep him as well. I I'm not sure if I'm honest as I'm sitting here mm. now, Cody. I think I need to make at least one trade, um, if not two, but I'm not sure who it's going to be yet. So it's kind of a let me analyze a little more. Um, I don't know. I don't think we've mentioned it, but the three games that are on this week, Cody. I know you're going to skip ahead to predictions in a minute, but in terms of which players to look at, you're going to want players from the Mariners, although Mariners are pretty average. Uh, Melbourne City, Western Sydney, Sydney, Perth, and Western United. They're the only teams that are playing this week, so that's uh, yeah. they're your options. Yeah. To be honest, I'm looking at. Um... Probably now between McGree and Petrados. And uh, Petrados has only, they've got one extra game left in the season. So they've played 20, whereas Adelaide have played 21. So I'll probably, McGree, probably leaning towards getting rid of Riley McGree. And especially because they're just not, what do you, I don't know what's going on at Adelaide at the moment, but he's obviously a quality player. And, and it seems crazy to be getting rid of someone at the caliber of of McGree. But um, Newcastle are just on form at the moment. And Petrados and Matty Miller, I, I wouldn't be getting rid of them. So, but again, I might just. Um, might just hold out and play with one less player this week and save my trades for those weeks when there's going to be when you're going to need those double up um, players sort of thing. Yep. Um, yeah. So you just mentioned who was playing, Jake. But yeah, the Victory and Raw have had their game postponed. The Jets and the Knicks have had their game postponed, and Adelaide had to buy originally, so they're not playing. So the three games this week weekend Friday night Central Coast are, ho- are hosting Melbourne City, and then two games on Saturday, so six thirty p.m. Western the Sydney Derby. Uh, and it, it looks like Western Sydney are the home team, so I imagine they'd be out at um, what's their stadium called? Parramatta. 
Kemen, oh, something like that. I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, Bankwest, Bankwest, I think it is, yeah. And then the later game on Saturday is Perth are hosting Western United. So, oh, we better do some predictions. Jake, Central Coast, I'll let you go. I haven't actually – you go with the first one, um, Central Coast and City. All right. Um, I'm going to go based on form. Mariners are going to struggle the whole season. So I'm going to go 2-0 to Melbourne City. Okay, I'm going to say one all. Um, I'll go first the next one because I'm just making this up on the fly. Um the Sydney Derby, Western Sydney have had the, the, the go-ahead so far, but I'm going to go Sydney FC 2-1. And I think the Wanderers, that, I mean, the last Sydney Derby wasn't all that long ago, was it? It was only no, um, it was a catch-up game yeah, a couple of weeks ago. So 28th of, of Feb, so three weeks by the time this one's played. Um, I think I will go a draw in this one, actually. I'm going to say it'll be 2 all. Okay, and the final game, Saturday, 8.45 Perth and Western United. Jake, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm hoping, and I'll go with this, it'll be a Perth win, and I'm going to say 2-1. Okay, I've said Perth 2-0. Um, so that's a podcast, Jake. Stay safe out there, eh? Yeah, yeah, wash your hands. Mm. Keep your uh, social distancing, 1.5 metres. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. There's a lot of rumours going around that we might go down in some sort of uh, isolation or, or lockdown as a country or as states. And, yeah, it's going to be interesting, obviously unprecedented, precedent at least in our time i've never lived through anything like this it's still you look outside and, and it's life goes on as normal it's just a few less cars on my street anyway of people who who usually park here to go to the train station but um everything sort of seems still normal jake yeah it's just i mean if you go looking for the news then um the world mm. is obviously going a bit crazy but i don't know we'll, i guess we'll wait and see what happens yeah that's it and um probably and the biggest change cody for us is uh we're not going to training on Tuesdays and Thursdays and all of a sudden we feel like we're in off-season again. Yeah, well, we've obviously got a, about a month off um, as a, at a minimum as well. You never know what will happen in a, in a few weeks' time, but I think it was until, was it the 14th of April where on um, all football grassroots stage, yep. Yeah, so it's going to be, yeah, it is what it is and no point complaining. You just get on with life and do, do your best, I suppose. Yep, definitely. All right, well, thanks for jumping on Skype, Jake. I, I don't know when I'll see you next. I think I'm working from home the rest of the week. But, um, yeah, well, thanks for the podcast. Thanks to everyone <laughs> for listening, and, and we'll hopefully be back next week. All right, see ya.